it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. On Twitter at Jay Cameron Show, our thanks to Irish Chaffel. Appreciate you guys. Uh... Appreciate him and you guys listening in. Fun, fun day. Fun day. Uh, for Florida State and really the rest of the ACC, this goes back a ways. And I think uh, when we have this conversation, it's, uh, it's, it's more about the writing having been on the wall for some time, but you didn't reach a level of critical mass until we saw the, the seismic shift in college football with the expansion of conferences and the SEC poaching teams from other leagues to create a super conference. And then the Big Ten is forced to respond. And once you got to a place where those television contracts were going to render in the neighborhood of 30 and down the line 40, 50, 60 million dollars per institution, per program, uh, above and beyond anything you could make in your league, for any of the teams in your league, uh, then it was officially time to ride, time to figure out how to dissolve the current situation. And it's what anybody would do. It's comical to watch people and others weigh in and say, oh, well, you're just upset because it's just, you know, grownups are talking here. You can leave. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, it's, it's 30, 40, $50 million annually. Nobody would find that tenable, and they would leave. Everybody would. Anybody in those conferences certainly get it. The people that I do, I mean, you, can you imagine if you are a Missouri fan or a Rutgers fan, Maryland fan, or you're a fan of, I don't know, Vanderbilt? I mean. Indiana. Yeah, Purdue. You've got to feel like you just fell into Massive amounts of money. You just inherited a windfall. Certainly not based on merit. So nobody watches those teams. Nobody cares about those teams at all. Uh, nationally, that, that's a fact. Those numbers, that's not an opinion. Go look at those TV ratings for games involving Indiana or Missouri or Rutgers. <laughs> They're almost non-existent. So those folks have to feel like, oh, my God, thank goodness. We could be stuck like a real team is named Florida State or Clemson. I mean, they have real teams with real significant accomplishments and have mattered in the overall big picture of college football for ever compared to us having never mattered. And uh and and we're making 30, 40, 50 million dollars more than them. Sucks to be them. Right. Yeah, it does. 
and them, them are saying no more. <laughs> Clemson is saying no more. Florida State is saying no more. And they have the leverage to do those kinds of things. So uh, that's how that's going to work. I just wonder what the, you know, this will all get resolved. We know that it's an inevitable thing. I would love to be at those meetings at ESPN because they have real strategy, real decisions and strategies to figure out as to how to go about this, how to manipulate and move certain assets. Well, yeah, if you at ESPN are going through the different scenarios and one of the scenarios is the ACC dissolves, you got to go through that right now to do your own due diligence. You don't have to go down to Greensboro and look at contracts. Mm -hmm. You just go in your own boardroom, close the doors and say, okay, if they find the teams necessary to dissolve this, we now have X amount of dollars a year that we can right. spend elsewhere. Where are we going to allocate those funds? And do we think that any of these assets that might be free agents, as in the lower teams in the ACC that don't have a home to go to, do we think we need to work our magic to place them somewhere to fortify our brand with the Big 12 contract or with whatever contract? Those are the things that they have to go through right now. I would think that from their perspective, that's a very real possibility. And so they need to be prepared with, I mean, that's money back in their pocket. If you think about it that way, we've got a channel that's linear. What the hell are we going to call it? And what are we going to do with it? What, else, what What are we going to put on that channel? Is it SEC 2? Is it uh, some sort of Big 12 channel? Because we're not going to give it back. We still want the cable carriers and the, and the satellite providers to pay us for the thing existing. It's interesting. I mean, they've had to have gone through that process and be ready for all scenarios. That's what a good, reasonable business of any kind, be it small or a corporation, would do. Well, they haven't been as uh, mega successful as they have by sitting back and not reading the tea leaves. And they're also hemorrhaging money, so they might just keep it. They might say, hey, you know what? Yeah. We'll add these couple entities. We'll up on a prorated basis the contract to the SEC, and that's fine. But you know what? Now that I don't have to pay BC and Syracuse beyond whatever maybe one-time fee they, they would need to dole out, all the money that we, I mean, this is good. We can report that there's growth by just retaining money that we were going to spend. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see when they get aggressive because you'll get leaks. Eventually, you'll get leaks. You know, I mean, at first, usually there's sort of a sit back in the cut. Let's let these two duke it out. Let's figure out what their plan is. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, there are conversations going on. They're looking at big picture, trying to maximize revenue. At some point when they realize there is an air of inevitability to it all, they, they step in and kind of like, okay, well, now we've got to move the pieces. Yeah. Now, now we've got well, to actually get involved. This is the other thing I brought up yesterday. If eight is indeed the magic number in order to do anything you want with the conference, it is at that point if you have eight. If they have a will to even do this, maybe Florida State says, hell no. We just want this thing to be, we want to be free and clear. But you would have leverage at that point to return to ESPN. If you have the amount of institutions necessary to dissolve it and say, look, either if, if it's the status quo, we're gonna this league's not going to exist anymore, so you won't have to worry about a relationship with us. We'd like to keep it going if you want to return to the table. What say you, ESPN? You would create leverage over the TV network at that time if you wanted to give it one last chance to work as the ACC with ESPN. And at that point, if I was the commissioner, that's what I would Pull for I was about to say, but, Jim is going to be pulling for that right about now. It has to be. But if I'm us, I, you know, I'd say no. 
why would we take that extra step? We're just going to go over here to door number two, and we're just going to get the money from over there. Well, Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. It just depends on what people believe. You know, obviously, Ira brought up a point last hour about if you, everybody's from somewhere, everybody went to school somewhere, everybody has allegiances, everybody has a, a level of fandom for regions of the country, programs, conferences, you name it. Everybody comes at it from a different perspective. If you hate Florida State, you, you find all of this nauseating and they're just one of the bullies that are causing the problems that we've seen exist elsewhere and it just make, makes you sick. I don't care. I, I don't, you know, that's fine. None of those other conferences and their commissioners or their programs cared about what was overall good for college football. Uh, they went about the process of finding ways to maximize profits and revenue. And they got in the ACC for speaking about those institutions by screwing over and backstabbing the Big East right. in a lot of those right. circles. Everybody has to look out for number one. Well, Everybody has to do that. Yeah, and a lot of the money you're getting, in fact, most of it right now is because of us in the first place. If you if you thought it was an upgrade to leave where you were to where you were going to the ACC, it's because of us. It's not because of Clemson. Right. When at, the, they made at, the, that, at that time, of course it was not. 20 years ago, it was because of us. It was only because of us. And maybe the added value of Miami, the potential. That was never realized. Not once. But it was mostly us. Maybe also you thought, well, it'd be cool to be a part of a basketball league that is as powerful as it is. Not knowing, perhaps, much like Swafford didn't, that basketball was going to become irrelevant. I think if it was even money, they wouldn't have made the move. Only if it's an upgrade in money would they have done it. And that's why we're all here. But the other thing, Ira brought this up too. You get these other media reporters from different portions of the ACC footprint. And one of them asked Alford a question, and it was loaded, and all it was was to take a pot shot. And it was about Florida State being 32-32 and 32 in the last however many years in the ACC. That's all he was saying. Mm -hmm. There really wasn't even a question. It was about you don't invest. You know, five years ago it was you invested the least of any program in, 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 or at least of any institution in your football program. You're 32-32 and 32 in your last 10 years. Do you think you have any part in the issue with the ACC? That's basically what the question was, which is ridiculous because it is, again, about eyes on sets. Also, that now we're winning again, but the, the grant of rights was extended in 2016 on the heels of a national title. So miss me with that. Moreover, the aspect of you don't invest in your football program is nonsense. Correct. Since he took over, especially. I mean, which is what he pointed utter out. Utter and complete nonsense. I mean, it was that's no, the it, silliest thing of all time. All it was was a question born out of frustration that the media member wanted to take a pot shot at the bully. That's all they were doing. Well, and I'm okay with Florida State being seen and Clemson being seen as the bullies in this situation. Yes, we need to bully our way out of this piece of crap conference and on to something bigger and better so that we have a chance to continue to bully people on the football field. That is the whole goal here. Except it was met with we want to stay. Well, again. We addressed that yesterday. It was a, a, a reach, and uh, <laughs> it was a different. It was sort of a, I can't believe I just said that, but, you know, sort of moment. You could hear it with the way that he trailed off. He knew in the moment. It's like when you say that thing to your significant other and you want to bring it back. Oh, that's not what I meant. That's not going to be received well. Damn it, man. Why don't you just shut up is what your brain is saying. In that moment, you didn't. You don't have to express everything you're thinking. Yeah, I do think. If you would have picked up the dry cleaning two days ago, this oh, wouldn't oh, have been. Here we go. Here oh, we go. Oh boy. Well, I just lost my queen on the on the chessboard. <laughs>
I'm now playing without <laughs> the most important piece on the chessboard. I am screwed. Perhaps we wouldn't be running late if. Yeah, there it is. There, yeah, <laughs> you know where it's going. You just know where it's going. The best is when there she's isn't a need when she's understanding enough when you stop mid sentence and say, "I don't mean that. I'm sorry." Right. And I'm then, gonna, I'll pretend I didn't hear where that was going, even though I know exactly what you were about to say. Right. And they say, "Okay, it's fine. Yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. I'm mad at you too." Yep. Let's just keep looking straight ahead. Yep. Put on a good album. Yep. Let's just here we go. Five minutes later, you're yeah. talking about the vacation. Yeah. Six months from now, everything's okay. You know, it's an underrated song. Nobody ever talks about this one. This is one of the better ones, though, to me. Number four, it's, it's an all-timer. I like it. It really pieces the rest of it. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. That's a sign that you've made it <laughs> in a relationship. Uh, well, the reason I asked the question about what that timeline looks like, because, again, this has been described as a, as a, as a conference that's a dead man walk-in, certainly as it's currently comprised. And I want to know, I keep wanting to know, and I mean, that's just frustration. And that's also just because I think the longer it goes on, the worse off Florida State is. It's not just about getting out. It's about getting out in a very timely fashion. Because the sums of money, the disparity in that amount that we're talking about really elevates very, very quickly starting next year. So you, you can't sit around and get $90 million, $120 million, $150 million in the hole while you wait to, to, to leave. You agreed. I think this is one thing worth, I don't know if anybody would talk about it, but investigating. If you were to get a loan to make the money work, or if you could get a settlement the way that Texas and Oklahoma did, where you could pay it out against future earnings, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be spending the money anyway, would be my take on it. This is why it's untenable. Either you're going to spend the money in legal proceedings or you're just going to outright lose that money to Florida and Georgia and Alabama and Auburn, and you're going to get lapped in all things because all sports matter to this athletic department. That's one thing that they've always been about, and it's a point of pride of being an old. We win championships conference-wise, nationally, in a lot of different sports. We don't just care only about football as an athletic department. It would force it would force you to only care about football the longer you stayed in. This Correct, conference. which is not that's not what we're about. In, in in a way, it creates more urgency because you care about the other sports because those are the first to go. Yeah, and you're, if you're going to spend the money anyway in net losses to the SEC rivals and the Big Ten rivals, you may as well spend it now and be in litigation so you can reach that home, and then you're set up for the next forty years. Either way, like. When it gets yeah. down to that worst-case scenario that Ira's talking about, we're riding no matter what. Yeah, agreed. Because one way or another, you're going to pay money. You might as well do it in a different conference. By the way, if I asked you, as we go to commercial break, Hurricanes over 32 and a half shots on goal tonight. Ooh. Um, I think that's an under. Florida's playing extremely responsible, and it's not like Carolina likes to race up and down the ice. All right. Yeah, I think that's an under. That game's in Carolina, right? They're the higher seed. They got to be. Yeah, it's at the Hurricanes. How about team total under three and a half for Carolina? It's under. Florida, I think, is a dark horse to win the whole thing. So I've gone under, under with these two things. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky looks like the good version of himself, and and the best version of that goalie is all world, all world. You like money line stars plus one fifteen at the Golden Knights? Man, that series, I I got to see it. There are some that I that I can feel out, 
by just watching other teams. But I have no idea what that's going to look like. I'm locked into the gambling right now. Buddy. Also, I, I could tell. Also, Vegas is, you know, they got goalies two and three. They've got like five right now, which is weird. <laughs> I know. But they're in, in a situation that's very different. And Ottinger is up and down for Dallas. I, I really wouldn't touch that series until you see a couple of games. Also, I'm thinking a couple in NBA bets for tonight. I'll get to those later. It feels like a Friday. It's a Thursday, but it feels like a Friday. We've got a friend who I believe parlays. I like every story or conversation that begins. We've got a friend. Yeah. I yeah. like what I always want to know where this is going. No, if it was me, I'd say it. But um we've got a friend who has parlayed the Heat and the Panthers to both win the title and did so weeks ago. Nice. Still alive. And oh, now, of course it is, yeah. And now the Heat are up one oh. Yeah, the harder the yeah, I would think the harder reality there is the heat to win it all i i, I don't probably uh, that's going to be hard because because even still let's say boston underachieves and they have the more talented team but they could very well lose get out coached spo is a much better coach so that could happen uh basically happened last night with halftime adjustments um so maybe it happens i still like the celtics in that series but on the other side i don't think you're beating denver probably. and i don't think miami would beat la either probably not you're rooting for the lakers hard on the wet, if, well, if if you're in, Miami in yeah. this bet, mm -hmm. yeah, but the the odds were so astronomical that even oh, it's to get a fun, this far, yeah. sprinkle it on there, baby, let's I, go. I think if both of those teams get to three wins in their respective conference Ooh. finals, you, you gotta go ahead and cash that's in. That's when you, you ask so, about a hedge. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. you gotta hedge. You gotta, gotta make a profit. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply that's a fun one i'm i love that we have a friend who did that jeff cameron show 93.3 real talk radio or chat tv What's up, guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day, and I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se, and I wanted something that tasted good too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, it had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon-neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. 
Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. It's athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Because I've harped on this one thing forever, uh, listeners of this fine program understand that it's something that interests me greatly while also uh, causes consternation, frustrates me to no end. But I do rather receive these than not receive these stories. So by all means, anybody being mauled by a polar bear or any story about a baseball card that turns out to be worth a million dollars discovered in the attic of Uncle Joe, any of those things, yes, please send them my way. This one sent to me this morning, a woman bought four ceramic plates at a thrift store for $8. That turned out to be original Picassos worth over $40,000 apiece. Again with this, at a thrift store. Damn it, man. My time's coming. I try to find things like this all the time. Your time is coming. You'll be 94. And I'll win a million dollars and die in a month or in the moment that they tell me it is. A New York woman purchased several ceramic dishes at a Salvation Army store. Eight bucks. Found out those rare plates were made by Pablo Picasso. Verified. How? <laughs> Who the hell said, hey, Wanda, I think these are Picassos. Well, they're painted. And Picasso, as you well know, has a very distinct style. Oh, okay. It was the painting. So right. the plate is painted. And they just thought somebody was imitating Picasso in the way that they painted the plate. And she's had this set of plates for some time. And somebody came in and went, and that's a really good imitation. Like, this person, this is obviously an art expert, said, no, man, I, I think that's Picasso. Like, I think Picasso painted these plates. No, Karen, there's no chance that Picasso himself painted these plates. I'm telling you, I think so. Why don't you get them checked out? Boom. There it is. Okay, if that's what happened, you had a dinner party guest. You're eating food off of the Picasso plates. What do I got to give her? Yeah. I know it's the story. It's at least, I mean. What do you give her? It's at least 20%. I think half is probably fair in that situation. 20 grand? Yeah, you're probably right. Half might be fair. Would have never known. Would have either put it on the shelf or eaten off of it and put it in the dishwasher. Visage Noir, series of hand-painted ceramics produced in a pottery studio in the southern French town of Madura. In the 1940s, she didn't believe her friend right away, but her friend was on it. Was like, no, man, I think this is famously part of that series. And then she luckily has access, like all of us do, to the internet. <laughs> she 
took some pictures and posted them. They're like, that's it? We've been looking for these four plates forever. Meanwhile, I've been holding on to a, a game I got double gifted. I've got NCAA 14 for the Xbox 360. It's still on the wrapping. It's in perfect condition. What is it? X what do you have? Oh. NCAA 14. The last NCAA game. The last game. one. Yeah, because right now it's uh, retailing for around 100 200 bucks. Mm. Well, unfortunately, EA's bringing it back, but fortunately. Yeah, very fortunately. Much to the chagrin, though, of my future earnings. It's a very sad day. Two jars bought for $25 at a thrift store turn out to be part of the Ying Dynasty that could fetch somewhere in the neighborhood of $63,000 a jar. I love that. I always like the person that comes along and goes, you know, Harry, come in here for a second. Get, bring your magnifying glass. I want to want to see something. This this looks an awful lot like what I saw a few years ago at Roseberries. You know, the at Roseberries they had. What does that mean, Tom? Just come in here, Harry. Let's see. Flip that jar over. Why is this me? These these are. Extremely well potted and painted with great skill and finesse pants. They, 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 I can't speak. I'm making myself laugh. <laughs> I think it was the roseberries that did it. Uh, that was a good one. I got to give myself credit. Is, is roseberries in that article? Or no, did you just I just make made, up, I just made up roseberries because it sounds like a place where you'd buy pots. <laughs> it's some place that you and I drive past and go, who, who, who goes to roseberries? It's been there for 20 years. They're making money at the roseberries. You wouldn't believe it. It's like, well, it's like places that sell beds, bedding. Like, really? What do you like to do on the weekends, Aunt Beth? I like to go to Roseberries. Mm. Every weekend. Yes, every weekend. Sounds like a place that you'd like to go. So, yeah. I I could do this all day. I There was something recently, uh, an ancient Roman bus purchased for $35 at a Texas thrift store. Currently uh, on view in, in, in San Antonio turned out to be like an original first century BCE freaking bust of uh, a Roman general, whoever it was. And yeah, it was it, it was the actual one. Somehow ended up in Texas. Person's like, oh, that's cool. I'll put it in the garden. This is amazing. It turns out that, yeah. Well, that's the really? Yeah, it was him, Pompeii. Really? No, it is. It's General Litmus. <laughs> you should talk to Emily Balfew of the Sama Institute. She's going to let you know that it is Litmus. <laughs> She'll give it a test. She'll give it a test to see if it's legitimate. <laughs> That's the temple of vintage. I'm letting you know now. <laughs> you walk in before you even say anything. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's litmus. Where did you find that? What? Who's litmus? <laughs> That's my favorite. These things happen all the time. I crack up always, but it drives me nuts because I keep waiting for my moment. I've gone past any number of garage sales and thrift stores and thought, nope, that's just a sorry paperback of Jaws. They're everywhere. 
It's not a, you don't know that could be the original print. If my eyes aren't deceiving me, and I don't, <laughs> I don't think they don't often do that. I believe these are the bed sheets that Socrates used to have for the little boys that stayed <laughs> oh, with him. Oh my God! It's taking a turn for the worst. Just in time for me to inform everybody that Corey freaking Connors leads the PGA Championship. Connors. Victor Hovland, one stroke behind, and my man Scotty Scheffler right there. Come on, Scotty. I told you it was it was Rom or Scotty in my big pool, and my man took Rom. I grabbed Scotty. Rom's plus four. Woo! Fell off a cliff. He was minus two earlier today. Of course, it's playing hard. You've got a lot of big names at plus one, plus two. Plus two is top 25 mm-hmm. to give folks an idea. Yeah. And we have a Bryson DeChambeau sighting, unfortunately. Maybe he'll break his ankle if we're lucky. He's at minus two. Let's hope he rips his back to pieces on a swing on number 14. We can all celebrate together. It's because I got a little shallow. I'm so strong. Just so strong. My club head speed ripped my back. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Kevich, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Let's welcome in our partners at ISF, our collaborators, our friends, our uh, supporters. That's right, ISF, who, by the way, you guys may not know this, work directly with the Department of Children and Families to define their vision and goals for the future of a critical system serving the public good. That's cool. Just like that descriptor alone is a really cool thing. That's something ISF does. Department of Health, Department of State, Board of Department of Business and Professional Regulation, Customer Experience, Department of Economic Opportunity, all of these things, grant funding, allocation analysis, all of it. And, uh, you know, defining a clear-cut vision and making that efficient, finding better ways and uses for your money. Could describe what Florida State has done to flip this roster and flip uh, the expectations of the future. And uh, since this is solving the future, I think Florida State has largely done that with the uh, acquisition of one Keon Coleman. Uh, Florida State now possesses a big play receiver to go along with a matchup nightmare on the other side. And that has been the ongoing conversation throughout spring into the offseason is the many ways in which Florida State addressed pressing needs. We talk about the offensive line all the time, and we should. It, it, you really you got to start there when you talk about flipping a roster and flipping expectations and changing what your future looks like. It started with that offensive line. They could not block. Three years ago, they couldn't block. Nothing you try to accomplish in the game of football can happen if you can't block. 
because gone are the days where teams rule a division, a conference, a league with defense. Doesn't happen anymore. Your great defenses have games in which they give up 30-plus points. That's because the rules are in favor of the offense, and there are ways to really exploit defenses because of those rules. Even good ones, even really good ones. Extra plays, speed of the game, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, just the way that you've watched RPOs and all the all that stuff kind of take over the game. So you had to get better blocking it up. You had to find ways to give your quarterback a chance. You had to find ways to protect your defense by being able to run the football and keeping them off the field and running clock and shortening games. You had to do all of these things that begin and end with your offensive line having the ability to execute, block it up. You had to have the requisite depth to do all of that, and they did. But from there, we quickly turned our attention. This coaching staff quickly turned their attention. Once they felt they had enough to at least get a modicum of protection and success rushing the football with that aforementioned offensive line. They had to find more dynamic players out on the edges, playmakers, game changers. Yeah, part of that was fueled by the fact that the quarterback became more than a one-trick pony. He became a real passer of the football from the pocket. Challenged the middle of the field down the seams, could get outside the tackles and make you miss, could also diagnose pre-snap and do all those things. But if you didn't have the kind of talent at wide receiver to change a game, it wouldn't have made much of a difference. He still would have had to do a lot of things by himself. So now you have some of that in the form of your tight ends and, of course, your wide receivers. That room now, one of the best in the ACC, one of the top 25 best receiver rooms in the country. It wasn't uh, even a year or two ago, certainly. So, Florida State has come an awful long way in solving their future, and they've done it by changing the offensive line, finding the depth, and then flipping that receiver room, which in some ways was a bigger mess. Maybe not as impactful, but a bigger mess than the offensive line. Can I ask a question projecting forward to this season? Because Mm. it gets fun now. How many points per game (laughs) do you think this offense is going to produce? Last year, just to give people a hint, feel free to – Weigh in in the chat. But last year, we produced 36 even points per game, 36.0. If you had to guess where this year is going, what would that total be? So let's think back to last year's top offenses. Florida State was in the top uh, 15? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Florida State was... Six, seven, eight, nine, tenth. Florida State was tenth. Florida State's offense averaged more points than all but nine others. Well, no, I was going to give you some significant names they were ahead of. Um, yeah, it depends if you want to look at total points or points per game. But Florida State was right there with Alabama to give you an idea, and and really right there next to um, some other. Really, uh, Oklahoma's offense was good last year. They they couldn't get stops. They were so you know Florida State was in a good neighborhood. Tennessee was in an elite neighborhood. Tennessee points per game through thirteen games played last year forty six point one. So my question to you is: It anything close to that this year? I think it will be. Yeah, I think the defensive line is going to give you some short fields. I think that's the other thing that changes. These things typically bleed together. 
I went by total offense there too, by the way, just for, you know, that's a bland stat. You can look at much more advanced metrics to get a clearer picture. But they were in the top 20 across pretty yeah. much any metric yeah. and the top dozen across pretty much all of them. Um, I, I would say that, yeah, we're looking in the mid-40s because this, once again, when you look at the schedule, how it lays out. Yeah, the schedule. You've got a lot of opponents that are super gettable. We are not afraid to blow teams out. We proved that last Seven year. Seven times last year. Yeah, meaning that we still keep the foot on the gas. That's important because sometimes if you're a head coach who likes to pull, you know, dial it back, Nick Saban had done that for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. I don't think he could have last year with the defense that they had, but that would affect your total point per game output. But I think it's got to be in the low to mid 40s at this point, probably 42, 43 points a game. Well, if you go through that schedule, it begins with LSU in primetime, 7.30 p.m. ABC, September the 3rd. What would you set the team total over under for Florida State at right here, right now? For that game? Team total, Florida State. Yep. You're Vegas. You're setting the number. Oh, man. That's the first game of the year. There's a lot of speed and a lot of talent on both sides for those two teams. 31. Wow. That that tells me something because I figured you would go high 20s as the, as the Vegas over-under. So 31. That... Thir- yeah, the race is to 31. I, I just don't – both those quarterbacks are going to make these defenses suffer. Yeah. They just extend plays, man. They keep making guys miss. Even if you've called the right defense for the right offensive play, those guys are capable of pulling it down and then making a guy miss in a tough situation, extending that play. You're going to get big plays because of that, either from their feet or a broken coverage downfield that you know, you're asking DBs and safeties to cover somebody for six and seven seconds. It ain't going to happen. Could Florida State crack the 50-point-per-game plateau? Mm. You think that's too much? All right, well, what do you think Southern Miss, Boston College, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, Wake, Pitt, Miami, North Alabama, and Florida are, right? I mean, like, when you rattle those off, those all seem like games and potentially where you would really lay a number on somebody. Opportunities. Those are opportunities for production. Big time. The opportunities for Florida State to put up a big number on Southern Miss and Boston College and Virginia Tech and Syracuse and Duke. By the way, that stretch... The difference in those totals where you're looking to find out can Florida State crack the 50s, and I'm going to say no because I don't think they'll choose to do that in some cases. Um, it's it's really the stretch of Virginia Tech, Syracuse, and Duke all at home, back to back to back. Bad teams getting ready to take some ass kickings. Now, Duke is the oddity there. That, that was they a can play team, a little defense. Well, yeah. right, and they played a pretty good brand of football a year ago. They weren't terrible. Um, lest we forget, here's Duke last year. They, I mean, you look at the last five. Wow, Duke really did play well down the stretch. They had that close loss to Pitt, 28-26. Hammered Virginia Tech. Uh, beat Boston College soundly. Beat Wake, which we didn't do. And uh, and beat UCF. Clemson, I mean, uh, Duke doesn't. Doesn't suck. Well, that that's you need somebody to keep your attention for that October stretch of. <laughs> Virginia Tech, Duke, and Syracuse. Yes. But just to put it in perspective, this was a different era, a slower era, especially given our head coach. But the national championship team from 10 years ago that set records scored 51.6 points per game. Yeah. 51.6. We feel great about our offense because we think it's going to go into the 40s. Yeah, well, that team was diabolical. They did some 
lampooning of teams that were. Oof. It's because the defense offered up a lot of opportunities in opposing territories. Turnovers, special teams was good too. I mean, it was, and Aguayo was automatic from 70, it felt like. So all of those things conspired together to get you over that threshold. But that group was stupid for as few possessions as they had. Yeah, this is the number one reason that I think, A, the total number will not be what we think it should be based on the collective talent, and B, why I think Jordan Travis will likely not be a Heisman candidate when it comes down to it. This schedule allows for Florida State to sit a ton of their offense up by a lot of points in the second half of a lot of games. You know, that's not arrogance. I just think the matchups are terrible for some of these teams going against Florida State's offense right now. I, th- a lot of these games are going to be 21 to 24 point differentials in the third quarter. It's going to allow for you to dial it back and run clock, run the football. You got a deep offensive backfield. You're going to be handing the ball off a lot to a lot of guys, partly to satiate the number of carries that your second and third and fourth string running backs are going to want, you know, to hang in there with you. That 35 to 10 mid-third quarter, what are you really trying to accomplish? Yeah, you don't want to get guys hurt. You're just trying to produce numbers, that kind of a thing. I I don't. The good news is, though, your second quarterback slot is not defined for the future. You don't have the heir apparent to Jordan Travis. So when those kids go in with a better offensive line. You can rightfully say to the opposing coach, sorry, dude, I got to let him sling it around the lot. And we've got an offensive line at the second level that can block it up. Yeah, so it's a good point. Just uh, how much better is Tate Rodemaker going to be this year than last? I mean, that he's got to take another. I, I think he needs to take a big step forward. Uh, yes, the Louisville game happened and will forever be grateful that it did. And it was a cool moment for a kid who we all like and had shown real promise at times. It's a giant step in its own right. Yeah, but that, you know, some semblance of that needs to be who he is. Because he's going to have to start the following year if all goes to according to plan. And listen, again, if Jordan gets knocked out of a game or a half, you got to know that you're not a dead man walking because you bring Tate in. He's got to be able to run this offense. they got too many weapons for that to be the case. Isn't that also the benefit of getting a guy like Keon Coleman that you put with a backup quarterback, Johnny and Keon, outside with Jaheim, wherever you want to line them up, and Morlock and Biscuit, and you got those running backs in that offensive line. They Even though a backup's in, they still have to play you completely honest. Yeah. There's too much. There's too much for them to cover. It's fun. Is today the 100-day mark to the start of college football? Did I see that correctly? Let's check it during the break. Come back and wrap it up momentarily. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Scotty Scheffler leads the way at the PGA Championship. Now at minus three. Along with Keegan Bradley. I do have Keegan in one of my leagues. 
Do you really? Yeah, it's Northeast Tournament. He always shows up. That is true. Always. Good point. Always. He loves Connecticut, where the Travelers is. Dude, he plays really well in the New England area, period. He plays well in New York. He, yeah. Have you noticed that the course in Connecticut... Excuse me, now hmm. I'm going to get... Got choked up thinking about Connecticut. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> that that is the spookiest neighborhood. You see the houses in that neighborhood? It looks like something out of M. Night Shyamalan. I don't think I've paid attention. Oh, I, you'll see it now. It's I an afterthought it, of an event. but A lot of times I think it looks idyllic. I think it looks nice, like a place that is sleepy. It looks yeah, sleepy. Sleepy. And there it is. Well, you think there's like terror waiting behind the bushes? Like, I believe there is. <laughs> That's a course I would skip if I was oh, a touring pro. Man. I don't like what's going on here. I like it. I, I kind of like it. Well, I like the this course. I like a lot. I'm finding it fascinating. By the way, Gary Woodland must have heard me. He's now at plus four, and he's battling back. He just piped a drive. No, plus three. Plus three. Ah, there you there go. We... Tough love Cameron came through for Gary. And I thank you for it. Yeah. Well, he had to keep up with Scheffler. And if I'm going to put five large on Gary Woodland, he needs to perform. <laughs> oh, man. Let's do this. I want to thank my friends at Power Mill always for uh, sponsoring the Probables segment. And if your kids are getting ready to get out of school, and they are if they live here, this is it. It's last week. You got half days next week, and then it's over. Kids are out of school. Damn it, man. Uh, <laughs> baseball softball camps for this summer. And this is a place that will equip and motivate your kids, get the most out of their abilities, and give them specific tools to reach their true potential. Power and performance is what Power Mill does. PowerMillSports.com. Cue it up, baby. It's time for... How you say? With the pitching, uh, probables? 5-4 in the eighth between the Angels and the Orioles. That's Tyler Anderson versus Tyler Wells. The Tylers always seem to face one another. 3-2 Mets lead the Rays in the seventh. Tyler McGill and Taj Bradley. It is 3-1. Marlins over the Nationals. Trevor Williams, and Yuri Perez. we got the Guardians and the White Sox in the third. There is no score in that game. It is Logan Allen and Dylan Cease. Yankees, Blue Jays, Nestor Cortez tonight, and Jose Barrios. I forgot. That's right. I haven't had one in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. A lot of our guys are gone. Dodgers Cardinals, Julio Urias, and Adam Wainwright's 80-year-old ass out here throwing 50. We'll go for the Cardinals, and that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Whatever happened to Walker Bueller? Mmm. Ferris Bueller. Um, Tommy John on Tommy John? Did he? I guess. That's what director says. Because he was good. He was really good. Yeah. I miss the Trapper Keeper. You see how quickly it just fades from memory, though? Oh, Walker Bueller? I hadn't even thought about him until you said that. I'm like, yeah. What about Jorge De La Rosa? Oh, I miss both the De La Rosas. Ruby with two Bs. That's right. De La Rosa. Yeah. Gone but not forgotten. Both toiling in the minors, perhaps somewhere. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't. What did happen? They were in the league, in the league, gone. Simultaneous. Last I checked, Oliver Perez was still pitching. Oh, my God. In some... Oliver Perez was a Pittsburgh Pirate prospect 30 years ago, quite literally. That is nuts. 
He was atop our rotation for several years, not getting people out before being yeah. made a reliever. He started game seven of the 06 NLCS for us because everybody was hurt. 06? 06. He is the byproduct of a bygone era, which is that you could be a specialist. You're going to make 13 appearances this year, all to get lefties out, and you're going to make $42 million because you've been in the league for 22 years. There's a Noel who did that. To yes. Great success. Yes. Randy Choate. That's it. It's crazy. Can't do it as much anymore with the new rules, though. Got to be a little bit more versatile than the one-man guy. Just about every one of these rule changes has been good. I think they've been an improvement. It's worked quite well. Now if we just get the robot umps next year, buddy, it's set. Anything that gets us rid of Angel Hernandez. Who's only umped one game this year. Apparently. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. Maybe the unions finally started the like, weekend. Angel, this is not getting it done. That ball was nine inches off the plate. I can't defend you. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a wonderful rest of your day and evening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on Alivations Friday. Peace. Our ass is in the jackpot now, okay?